Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 20-plus year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y music.net, also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download at iTunes, CD Baby, and most of the places you get your music online. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. Got an extra buck or two? You wouldn't mind tossing in the podcast tip jar? Please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Also, consider me helping get the word on the street via social media, five-star rating and review, and or tell a friend or two. Happy Thought of the Day is by Billy Currington. I don't know why it is, but I just love soul music and all that old country stuff. I guess somehow in my heart mixed them both together as I made my albums. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 311. Please support this week's sponsors, ID Chrysler, Zombroda, and the B-Dale Club. Also, thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. My mom's selling our family house this next spring, so old friends, be on the lookout for some long-lost funny pics that turn up. Last week's Geeks Wrap-Up. Wednesday played at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. Great to see Capistra and Carol. Thursday played at Beetle Club in Roseville slash St. Paul, Minnesota. Good to rock out with Catherine, Lisa, Tracy, and the gang. Friday played in Greeny and Swiper Lake, Minnesota. Great to see Greg and Lisa, Steve, and the crew. Saturday played at Rosetown Legion in Roseville, Minnesota. Thanks for the smoked fish, Dave. Sunday played at Thirsty Buffalo in Scandy, Minnesota. There was a TNS. Tom Nesvold sighting. Upcoming shows. Wednesday, September 6, 2021, I'll be playing at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Thursday, October 7th, I'll be playing at Blue Heron in Hugo, Minnesota from 5 to 8 p.m. Friday, October 8th, I'll be playing at Danny's in Stillwater, Minnesota from 5 to 8 p.m. Guest this week. It's part two or three with Nashville singer-songwriter Clay Cumbie. We talk Clay's single with Jody Messina, pro wrestling, five things to be successful in Nashville music world, and more. Enjoy the conversation. Here's to the journey to every place that I've never been. Here's to the journey. Yeah, I'm never knowing where it might end. I'm gonna make my Let's say for a person that gets a publishing deal and works for a publishing company, uh, what would a day-to-day experience would it be like? You sit there, get there at ten, and get your sheet of paper out. Like how how did it go day-to-day working as a songwriter for years? Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, it was a lot of fun. I mean, you really kind of. Uh, develop a lot of close-knit relationships you know a normal day you probably get into the office and start maybe a co-write at like nine or ten you know <clears throat> i would maybe go in a little earlier have some coffee maybe you know play around the guitar do whatever find a beat or something like that you know to play along with but you're you know you kind of uh lock yourself in a room back then you know and you you'd get together with somebody that was maybe like-minded or 
had the same or maybe even not. I mean, sometimes it's better to pair yourself up with somewhere where you're not strong and they're strong, you know. So I would always be a guitar singer guy. I could do melody stuff, melodic stuff, but I was also kind of, you know, I could write as well. So I could do a little bit of both. Um, and then, you know, you might get with somebody else that plays piano or maybe they're a really strong lyricist or maybe they bring something. But usually, you know, it was only two or three people. And that's like today that's changed because now, you know, people are co-writing not in publishing offices. They're co-writing, you know, on either songwriting trips where they're all together or they go to a studio or they're doing it through Zoom or through whatever. Um, and the other thing that's changed a lot since I was doing it for a living is um, – Production, man. That's the one thing that I think I would I would tell people that I regret a little bit from my time. I wish I would have learned more production skills and how to run Pro Tools and just be more knowledgeable from that stuff because nowadays it's so valuable to be like a track guy. I mean, if you can produce a track and come up with something like that and then set it in front of a guy like Craig Wiseman or you know Ross Copperman or name some big writers out there or whatever, Ashley Gorley, you know, can go on and go on forever. But, um, um, you know, those are, uh, that's a, that's a great skill to have right now too, because if you can build a track, you know, it automatically puts you in the room. Um, and publishers like seeing that. I mean, publishers like seeing that back when I was doing it, if you could sing, if you can write, play and sing that you were the so-called triple threat. Well, now if you can add production into that, Plus, plus, if you look decent, if you're a good-looking gal or, or guy, you know, you got to have, like, all five things really to add up to, like, really do it in some cases. Like, not every case, but, you know, those are five traits that you got to be able to write, you got to be able to play, you got to be able to sing if you can produce, and then if you, you look decent, you know, whatever, that gets you over, if you will, to use a wrestling term. Moving all traces of my childhood from my parents' home, and there's no other vehicle I'd have helped me do the job than my black Jeep Cherokee get from ID Chrysler. With 250,000 miles, my old car was just too much for the poor thing to take. I found myself looking for a new dream ride at ID Chrysler, and that staff come in more help with me choosing a vehicle and willing to work with my, as I call it, musician's credit score. Their philosophy is simple, time-saving, hassle-free, fair price. Check out their inventory at ZombrotaCDJR.com, or take the beautiful drive down US 52 to 1900 Roscoe Avenue, Zombrota, Minnesota, to visit them in person. Business hours are Monday through Friday. 8 to 6 p.m. and Saturday, 9 to 5 p.m. Closed on Sundays. Check out ID Chrysler's Umbrella today and enjoy a safe fall season full of adventures and memories out in the open road in a new ride. <laughs> oh my God, I use that wrestling term all the time. The way to get over. Yeah, right. <laughs> Are you a wrestling fan? I am a wrestling fan. Not as much these days, more between the era of 1990 to 2000, but uh, not as much these days, but yeah. That's how I started this podcast. Really? Yeah, when I figured, when I fizzled out the whole Nashville thing, I fell in because I was still playing full time in the Twin Cities here, and I was listening to podcasts. And I was listening to pro wrestling podcasts, <laughs> and it was like Stone Cold Steve Austin bullshit oh, with Ric Flair and stuff. Legend Dusty Rhodes and two heads of stone, Ronnie Garvin. What just happened? They got the holy, you know what? Beat out of them nationwide. And I was oh, yeah. like, I want to have a podcast that's really loose. Like, I don't want, like, I don't care what your favorite color is or whatever. It's like telling road stories, very loose, just behind the scenes, what it's like doing this career. And that's my basis yeah. of the podcast was was hearing wrestling ones. Yeah, that's one of my guilty pleasures probably is um, old school wrestling, like YouTube. <laughs> 
YouTube, old YouTube videos or like interviews, like you said, like the Broken Skull sessions with Stone Cold or, you know, Jim Cornette or, you know, Jim Ross, like all that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I love all that stuff. That's that's one of my unknown guilty pleasure, probably facts about me. So Yes, that's one of mine, too. And I think why um, I like it so much is because like like Stone Cold in one of the Stone Cold sessions said that that uh, I think it relates to musicians and things a lot too because Stone Cold said you have to be part rock star, part athlete, and part truck driver to be a pro <laughs> wrestler. And it's like I feel like that being a road to a full time musician. You know, it's like you have to be able to do the job, set up yourself, whatever. You have to you know play your part, and you have to be able to travel. Oh yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of similarities uh, with those professions for sure. I mean, I was out, you know, when I was at Big Loud, I was doing, I was traveling around in my little Jeep Liberty and playing college gigs, and I was trying to open up for maybe, you know, some label artists here and there if we could. I was doing acoustic shows, I was playing patio shows, I was doing full band shows, I was coming back and riding Monday through Wednesday or Thursday, then gigging Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, so yeah, man, it's, it's definitely, uh, uh, kind of a wild ride, just like I'm sure it is on the pro pro wrestling side. So <laughs> except not having to, except I'm not having to take all the bumps. So yeah, no kidding, dude, you are using the regular lingo. That's how I talk <laughs> to my friends all the time. <laughs> so, uh, um, I had, I went to Chicago even to meet Jim Cornette. Oh man, that's funny. That's cool. Yeah, he was he was spectacular, and so he was hilarious. I just think he's the funniest guy. His uh, podcast is just jaw dropping funny. Balls count anywhere. You know what that means? That means it's not only legal to wrestle inside the ring, but outside the ring as well. You can go anywhere you want to go. In the lobby, the parking lot, the aisleway, concession stand, women's toilet makes no difference. When somebody's back hits a flat surface and it gets counted down for three, that's when the match is over with. Oh yeah, he's definitely always got an opinion about everything. So <laughs> yes, he does. Um, I remember you're talking about well, Craig Wiseman, and he w- used to tell me a story that even like he would have a number one on Sunday evening, and yet Monday morning he'd be the first one there writing songs all day long. Like his work ethic was ridiculous for oh, writing yeah. songs. Yeah. So when you're yeah. doing that that much, how would you avoid burnout? Like I can only hear the chords G C D so many times, and I want to die. You know, I know yeah. you were messing with the John. You were more tricky. I was watching some of your YouTube stuff this morning, and yours always had an element of a lot of your songs, just a little more tricky, jazzy, cool stuff to it. It wasn't just boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you prevent burnout? Um, you how know, does he, you think? I mean, that's a great question. I mean, I think you you kind of have to. I don't know. You you just have to. I mean, I think that's the the crazy part about it is you know, like when I went from waiting tables at Chili's to go in to write songs, you know, I went from doing something that I was doing just for fun, but I wanted it to turn into a profession. And then it did. And then you realize, Oh, this is a business. Like I have to write X amount of songs per year. You know, I, I would say a lot of writers, I don't know what people are doing these days. You know, I, back when I was doing it, I was probably writing maybe 50, 60 songs a year, maybe max. Some people write a hundred songs a year. Some people only write maybe, just above their quota, maybe write 12, 15, 20 songs a year, maybe, you know, I don't know. I don't know what this kind of standard, you know, is today, but, um, it's hard to, it, it, it is kind of hard to avoid 
burnout. I think you're going to have burnout in any type of job, you know, whether you're, you know, a CPA or a songwriter or whatever you're doing for a living, there's always going to be a burnout or a fatigue at times. You know, I think, <clears throat> I think people that do it really well, like Craig, you know, he was all in on everything. And I mean, there's not, <laughs> you know, when it came to him, he was just on a whole nother level. I mean, there's just no other way to kind of talk about it. I mean, he's just, uh, there's no, it's kind of hard to explain, but something that he did too, that a lot of guys that I saw that were really successful, they, they were working really, really hard, but then they would take time for themselves. Like Craig would take a couple, like a month or two, and he would kind of retreat out to his river house, you know, for the summertime, you know, and then come back, you know, revived or whatever. So, and I saw a lot of other guys that were really successful kind of take that approach. So they would bury themselves for, you know, 10, 10 months, nine months out of the year, but then they would take some time off here and there, you know, long time off to kind of recharge the batteries and stuff like that. So I think everybody just kind of has to work at their own kind of thing, whatever works for you. You know, I mean, I don't, that's the one thing about the music business, man, is there is no rhyme or reason on how shit happens. I mean, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason of why this person gets a cut over here and they're super talented. And then somebody over here is getting something and they're not talented, but they're on the song. I mean, like, you know, there's, it's, there is no rhyme or reason on how you can make it or break it in this business. It's just, uh, it's, but like I said, you got to be in it to win it. So, um, but there is no rhyme or reason. There is no book out there. That's gonna, there are plenty of books out there that'll tell you about the music business, but there is no encyclopedia that tells you step by step of how to make it. And, you know, Oh, if this happens, take this turn or take this turn. I mean, it's just a wild ride for everybody. You just kind of have to go along with it and, and, uh, see if you can make it for that eight plus seconds. So, yeah. I want to tell you about one of my favorite bars in the Roseville slash St. Paul, Minnesota area. The B-Dale Club, located at the corner counter of B and Dale's motto is a place for family, a place for friends, a place for fun, and that is the truth. The top five episode recording last week was an absolute blast. Almost too much fun. Lots of editing to do on that one. Rob, Emily, Natalie, Shelley, and the entire bar staff are all stating their cocktail wizards. As of late, my libation of choice is a classic Greyhound cocktail. And they are to quote 16-time world champion Ric Flair. Tasty little devils. Live music, pool table, pull tabs, bingo, botch bowl, tournaments, and much, much more. B-Dale's got it all. Stop by for a cold one soon. What was that story you told me years ago about the, like, you got a cut from Jody Messina for one of your earlier songs? Yeah, and then you had your draw, like you had this. You're paid in a draw, and they took the draw back or something. What was that story? Um, I don't remember that. I don't know that. Um, I don't remember that. I um, I did have a cut with Megan James with um, with um, with Shine. With, Shine. Uh, that was the song. But, you know, um, and God bless her. I know she's had some health stuff. And Jody Messina, I mean, she's had uh, some great classic country hits that are still played on the radio today. Um, but at the time, you know, we were super excited about it. It was one of my, I think it was my first kind of cut that I had had. And it was with a big label. And James Stroud produced it. And James Stroud was a big producer at the time for a bunch of different people. And uh, it just never really took off. And, you know, um, 
that was one of my first things where it was like all this excitement, you know, and, but then at the same time you wanted to see the song do well and it didn't. And I think that's a part of, you know, now that I'm almost 40 now, I can look at those things in a completely different headspace than I would twenties, <laughs> you know, and you're, you kind of, at the time I probably took it harder than what I should have. I should have just been grateful for the fact that I had that cut and just, you know, onwards and upwards, like, Hey, that was, that's one, let's, let's keep it going, you know? But, um, but it was a cool experience, you know, got to do, do some cool stuff with that. Um, I remember, um, um, hearing it for the first time on the, um, radio on the big 98 with Jerry house, who was, you know, a pretty big time, uh, uh, DJ on voice talent at the time. And, uh, that was a cool experience to hear that. I was literally getting out of the shower and he played it, you know, first time kind of new music, kind of spotlight kind of thing. So that was pretty cool to hear your, your song being announced by Jerry house on the big 98 in Nashville, you know, but, um, but yeah, and then I had a couple other little cuts along the way, but there was nothing ever, um, significant enough enough to like uh, okay that that one's really keeping me in it's like playing golf right you you hit 80 something bad shots but you hit 10 really good ones out of the 80 or whatever you know whatever your score is it keeps you coming back and um and i think and you know for me that's kind of why i kind of decided to kind of make an exit just because i i'd gotten some cuts i was probably i might have been on the cusp of of doing some cool stuff i'll never know you know and that's something that i'll always have to kind of live with but and I'm at peace with all my decisions, you know, to this day and been very fortunate, have a blessed life, married, have a good job, you know, good health, all that kind of stuff. So I can't complain. So I'm very fortunate and all that kind of stuff and very fortunate for all the experiences that I had with everyone during my time in when I was doing music professionally. Um, but it, but it's a it's a wild ride of a business and it's not it's not for everybody. For the long haul. Every place I've never been. Here's to the journey Yeah, never knowing where it might end I'm gonna make my way where the road's Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for new podcasts about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. Again, please support this week's sponsors, ID Chrysler, Zumbrona, and the BDL Club. This is also a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on this show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music swear. It can be a great and worthwhile experience. Life for short, go have some fun. Till next time. Could have gone to that little cafe and sat in that corner booth. I'd have told you about my bulldog Roy and my crazy Aunt Ruth, yeah, she's a hoot. What you hate, what you love, what you dream and love, what your secrets are inside. Gone, gone without someone. Guy. Don't know why 
Never. 